either we are there or not, ITSB Magazine still gets the best stories. There are plenty of conferences and all sorts of events that spark our curiosity and allow us to start conversations with some of the world's brightest minds. In person or virtually, we sit down with them at the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society. Together, we discover what the synergy of these three elements means for the future of humanity. Knowledge is power, now more than ever. Sean, I feel that we're on the road. We are on the road again, our virtual road. Yes. We're used to that lately, but I'm kind of tired about it, I guess. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to actually... Off being tired of being on the road. No, being tired of being on a virtual road. Oh, As I much as that. I like the metaverse, as much as I like virtual reality and all the fun technology stuff, I think I'm... I'm ready one day to finally go back to cover event in person, and uh, this is this is actually so you, you one of those. You want to go back to events to cover in person, talking about metaverse and technology and stuff. Yeah, and exactly. this this one here was was gonna be a good excuse to say, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Italy for so a couple of weeks. Place. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, because this, this event, it is actually happening in Italy. And uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It's uh, maybe... Well, aside maybe from the location, this this is also exciting because it's not something we normally cover. Exactly. Cybersecurity directly. So uh, it may touch on it, but that's not the whole point of this. So what, what are you doing today, Marco? So today we are going to Milan. To Milano in Italy, virtually with uh, Rob Viglione. I hope I pronounced your last name correctly. You know how to pronounce it better than I do. I'm from <laughs> New York. So. There you go. There you go. I, di I didn't do the Italian American accent. I just went straight <laughs> Italian on, on this. And <laughs> and we're talking about the Zen Con, and uh, it's an event that I I was invited to go. So that's why. I'm like, look, either I go or not, I, I want to talk with these guys because it seems like you're doing a very interesting event on top of interesting uh, industry that you're covering. So I'm like, yeah, why not? We'll do a, a little coverage, a quick uh, way to introduce to each other and introduce this event to our audience. So, uh, Rob, a little bit about yourself to start. That will be a good thing. And then, then we talk about what you do and, uh, and the event that you have organized. Sure, sure. I mean, about me, I, I didn't come prepared to talk about myself, even though it's my favorite topic, guys. Thanks for bringing it up. Uh, so, no, I, I am Rob Viglione, Vigli the, the Italian, right. American way of, of butchering it. Uh, I am the CEO and co-founder of Horizon Labs, which is a Web3 uh, company. And we, we do a variety of interesting things in uh, cryptographic engineering, in particular for uh, interoperability and compatibility technology within the Web3 space. Uh, we also launched uh, years ago, we launched a, a cryptocurrency and public blockchain. So we really come out of the public blockchain world and then spent the next several years just focusing on deep technology. Now we're rolling out a variety of different products that are, are just fun and, and things that we'll talk about at the event. 
Um, but you know, going beyond that, my the first part of my career actually started off in, in the U.S. Air Force. So I was a scientist in the Air Force and worked in space and ended up uh, pivoting my career from physics and math into a PhD in finance. So I went over to the, the social services, uh, social sciences, not services, and uh, then got into crypto. Uh, taught a, a couple of courses at the University of South Carolina on blockchain, cryptocurrency, and then launched this thing that is today Horizon Public Blockchain and Horizon Labs, the software company. Nice. And uh, you mentioned before we started that uh, you might be connected to something that many people are aware of, but maybe the company name is not directly or immediately associated with it. What is that? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, we could talk about like deep technology and cryptographic zero knowledge circuits all day long. But then when we mentioned we were the tech team that uh, helped launch ApeCoin and <laughs> the other side, and really we've been acting as the technology partners for Yuga Labs and the Board API Club. Uh, so we're heavily involved in Web3 and just have uh, a fantastic set of clients out there that our goal initially was we just want to be at the heart of Web3. Who cares if it's not a cryptographic circuit we're building? You know, it's just cool stuff anyway. Uh, and I, I think that was the right decision because it just gave us the, you know, put us at the, like the zeitgeist or heart of the industry of what's going on. Uh, you know, and we could talk about some of the, the core tech that I think is the direction that the industry is going to be going. But, uh, you know, this, this uh, Board API Club stuff has been probably the most fun that we've had working uh, with, within the industry. Well, and I think that, I don't know, maybe it ties into uh, the conference we're going to dig into here. But I mean, because let's be honest, there's a lot of, I don't want to say controversy around Web3. What is, or certainly what is it? Who's it for? Who's going to benefit from it? What, what's the reality of that? Is it going to take off? And I, I think it's things like uh, publicly aware or uh, very visible uh, something like ApeCoin and, and Bored Apes and things like that help draw attention to it. Um, and that, that doesn't necessarily flesh out whether it will survive or how it will survive or what it will look like. But things like your conference probably do help with that. We bring people together, I presume, to talk about what it is and how it works and what direction do we want to go and how can we all play a role here. So my first question is, Oh, is it uh, ZenCon? Is it ZenCon Zero? ZenCon Zen Zero, I saw first ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how how did it come uh, come to be? This conference. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I wish I had a, a a very creative story. It was actually we were going to do our annual company event for Horizon Labs. Uh, you know, after COVID and everything, it's you know we, we do have two offices around the world where people get together and work every day. But as a company, we wanted to get together. And then we realized like there's just a lot of cool different things that we do, you know, especially recently with uh, you know working with the apes that we wanted to just open this up. So we opened it up to our community, the Horizon community, and then to a bunch of partners and you know, different technology uh, innovators in the space as well. So you know, rather than just have a uh, a super cool corporate event, we decided let's actually make this uh, our first ever. ZenCon Summit, so ZenCon Zero, and hopefully this is the first of, uh, you know, many annual really fun creative events that we hold. And Rob, tell me the community. Who who is the community? Who is part of the community? I mean, we we just came from covering DevCon, so we're really into the village uh, hacking community. What's your community? Yeah, so it's not that community, <laughs> but <laughs> I highly respect it for sure. And by the way, I'm reading. Uh, 
the book, this is how they, this is how they tell me the world ends, which is uh, very much religion and amazing book from my perspective. Um, but no, our, our community is, and I should specify, we, we launched a public blockchain five years ago, 2017 called Horizon. And it's really that community. That, that, that community was at the heart of what we've been doing. It's a, it's a small, small group within the broader Web3 world. And then also spinning off from there and building out and say that the APAC backup system and other Web3 uh, segments that we're in, we decided to bring them all together. So it's really the, the Horizon community meets this hot new Web3 community and focus the conversations really about technology and the, the direction that we think the technology has to go for this stuff to scale beyond just, you know, a bunch of us nerds. <laughs> so um, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but part of scaling it is having or broadening the conversation, right? Which sounds like you're, you're bringing this community together to, to do that. So what beyond just bringing your team together and having a cool event, what's the, what's the vision? What's, what's the ultimate outcome you're hoping to get? Yeah. So this is, a, I'd say we came to a bit of an epiphany ourselves in this five-year journey in, in crypto. And but back then we didn't call it Web3. It's kind of the, the fun way of saying it. But our, our realization is this industry is coalescing around certain standards. And it's these technical standards that are, I think, the key to expanding this beyond the kind of a small uh, user group. And initially the small user group being cryptocurrency users, then, you know, uh, Web3 and NFTs came into existence. But even that is still rel a very narrow segment of society. If this stuff's going to scale, uh, it, it's interop interoperability technology and also this funny subclass of cryptography called zero knowledge uh, or zero knowledge cryptography that we are specialists in and we have a clustering of other partners in, in this part of the industry that are specialists in. We want to bring them all together. And the really the point of this conversation that we're trying to spark in Zincon Zero is how does this stuff actually get crypto to scale? Um, and that's all the stuff that we've been working on. But you know, besides this just being about ourselves, we want to bring in others in the space who are working in this area. Uh, and in connect with people that we think would be good use cases of where this stuff should scale. So we have a, a variety of enterprises coming in, other partners where, you know, we have partners obviously heavily in the blockchain and web three space, but really trying to put people together with those that are you know, from more traditional web two or the enterprise world. So Rob, are these, are these folks business people? Are they futurists? Are they technologists? Are they engineers? Uh, are they uh, who are they who's coming together yeah so skewed more towards uh people on the tech side uh realistically uh, but we all also for sure have other like, business partners you know really on the use case side because i i think the key now is we, we do need to obviously the technology is critical we don't get anywhere without the technology but at the same time we need to proliferate it out there so we're we have a curated set of people for which we think that the technology lends itself particularly well and, you know, we'll have them here. Or by here, I mean Zencon Zero. Rob, I'm going to take the opportunity to have you on and, and ask you a question that is kind of dear to me in the way that you come out quite a bit. We've done a few podcasts on NFTs, Web3. Uh, we talk about, you know, the controversy in a way between those that see the future being utopian, everything is great, Web3. Three, you know, it's going to be amazing and everybody's going to benefit from it. And those that are like, ah, just a big hype. Um, 
just a way to make some quick bucks and all of that. So you've been in this industry for a long time. Uh, you know, you're, you're honest or as honest as you can opinion on where do you see this going? Yeah. <laughs> The blockchain says you're honest. <laughs> yeah, I, we, we signed, a, 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 I believe, a, a DAO before this, so you're under contract now. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll, I'll tell you, let me, let me preface this with, I'm an economist, so of course the glass is half empty for me. Right. Uh, joking, I'm actually a very optimistic <laughs> economist, but I, I am very familiar with the uh, agency issues, the moral hazards, uh, even just like the inherent technology risks and regulatory risks and things that are, are part of our industry, even just all the scams, right? And whenever you have just a, a massive explosion of value creation, you're going to have the sharks smell the blood in the water and they circle in and they just start taking advantage of people. Uh, and in particular, when you have an environment that isn't particularly well regulated, uh, it's new, it's out of, uh, you know, out of the norm for the old school regulatory frameworks. Regulators are catching up, but I would say uh, we probably need more, you know, realistically, you know, even though I'm, I'm on the other side of that regulatory um, equation. But I, I, uh, I think there's a lot of risk and probably, uh, and this is one thing that I have been saying for years is a lot of this industry is still like science experiments. And when you mix science experiments with people that come in and think that they're just gonna make a lot of money, you know, by taking these, these wild ass lottery type bets, um, I think it, it's problematic or it can be problematic. And you see this with the many disasters that are out there, whether they're outright scams where people defraud people intentionally, or if you just have hacks that happen, you know, just of course, you're gonna have lots of hacks, lots of vulnerabilities, everything that we're doing is new. And rather than treating things with the respect that they're experimental, you know, and, and even just the, the sloppiness of a lot of the software development in our industry is, rather than having structured software development processes where things go through intensive review cycles and dev nets to test nets to, you know, even more testing and auditing before you go live. Oftentimes people fork a project and go live immediately. Right. And, and I'll caveat when we first launched in 2017, we had no idea what we were doing. Right. So the organization <laughs> we have now with a hundred, uh, you know, uh, technology professionals is much different than the org that we had with, you know, a handful of enthusiastic community members but at the time, like, we kind of viewed it as an experiment. And we were talking about orders of magnitude less value that exists in the industry. And then we just saw this stuff explode. And I don't think that we've had the requisite controls or just like sentiment of realizing how risky this stuff all is. Now, on the other hand, I'm extremely optimistic, enthusiastic. I think we are changing the world. But uh, let's be honest about where we are and hence the mixed bag. So are, are those conversations you're having with, uh, well, with your employees and with uh, your, your partners? Because I know one, one aspect is to not be regulated, right? That's part of the promise of Web3, that there's no, no real government oversight. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering, does that mean you ignore those conversations? or Because I think it's supposed to be self-regulated. But so, but no, <laughs> talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, I, I, I would say that those are, those are like overly optimistic people that, that think self-regulation is going to solve everything. I, I think, uh, you know, the, the thousands of years of human history that we've had shows that that doesn't always work out well. Uh, and, and we see failures in our own industry, by the way. So, no, I, look, to caveat, we are a U.S. Uh, you know, C Corp. So we, we have two entities, like I say we, like Horizon Labs is a, a Delaware C Corp. So we are very much 
uh, you know, U.S. laws and regulations are applicable to us, binding to us, period. Uh, and then there's a nonprofit foundation that was launched in 2017 for the Horizon ecosystem. And then there was an Ape Foundation that was recently launched, um, you know, for the, the ApeCoin launch. So everything that we do is, of course, regulatory compliant, just because well, number one, it's the right thing to do. We want to do it, um, but we're also at this intersection of an industry where many of our peers out there are completely wildcatting it, and just throwing smart contracts out there and say, hey, it's decentralized, wash my hands of it. I don't think that that's the way the world works. And I think that we're seeing people actually being held accountable for things like that. Now, that said, there, there's definitely a place in my mind in the world where decentralized technologies are absolutely critical, maybe life uh, life changing or if not life preserving. If you live in a terrible regime in the world and you just don't have access to the things we take for granted, there's definitely a place out there for these technologies and we support them, right? But the way that we operate and I think, number one, you want to be responsible, but two, you, you better abide by whatever jurisdiction you live in. And Rob, our policy maker part of this conversation are part of this ecosystem already 100 percent. yeah yeah i mean so gary gensler i mean, came from teaching uh blockchain at mit to now running you know the sec so uh, you're seeing regulations that are informed um I, I won't say always um you know appropriate from my perspective but for sure informed and probably going in the right direction um i i just hope that you know like there's a saying something i'm gonna butcher it but you know, to a regulator, every every problem looks like, or I don't know, the hammer, the nail thing. You know what I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> right? And I and I hope that not everything gets uh, treated with blunt force, and that there's some nuance that does does get accepted. We'll see, though. I, I think one thing that I'm com I'm comfortable or confident in is when you have reg like regulatory competition, things hopefully will get better. And we're we're seeing different agencies competing with each other for regulation. We're seeing different states competing. You know, like Wyoming came out and wanted to be a DAO friendly state <laughs> to attract crypto companies. When you see things like this happen, I think that it lends itself to even like innovation in the regulatory domain. I think it's easy to get caught up. Certainly if, if we spend our 90% of our time looking at cybersecurity, we kind of <laughs> jaded in that, that regard. Um, I, I try to look, even when I'm talking to people who are responsible for cybersecurity programs, Try to look at it from how how can you change the business to achieve the best outcomes um, in a way that it, that ensures your cybersecurity program will succeed, and so that that means don't get caught up in all the the heaviness of the risk and all understand it, but know what outcomes you're trying to reach, and drive the business toward them in a safe way, and so I'm I'm wondering and. Uh, the conference uh, in mind or not, how are you helping to drive some things forward for this space, um, perhaps in a safe way? Yeah, I, I mean, so there's, there's a bunch of different angles we could take there. I will say, first of all, like uh, we are also very concerned about uh, cybersecurity or InfoSec as a company. Any anyone uh, with experience there wants to join? Uh, please reach out. <laughs> We're always hiring. In fact, we are actually looking to hire a head of security. So we do take it very seriously. And when you read books like "This Is How They Tell Me the World Ends," it's hard not to freak out, and it's hard to ever think you're safe, um, and probably aren't. <laughs> and you know, but how do you operate uh, as a company, as an organization, or as a human being in that kind of environment? Um, it's really tough. You, you have to make trade-offs. You have to. Um, I, I think 
like as long as you you take the premise that you want to do everything responsibly, and then the trade-offs that you make are intelligent on that framework. I know this is generic, but as an example, uh, you know, like we we don't want a wildcat just throw out smart contracts and hope for the best. You know, we actually go through very rigorous software development processes and then third-party audits. And then when we go live, we at least have some reasonable assurance coupled with uh, clear, honest messaging to the communities of like, here's exactly what we did. We did our best, but there's still a risk there. Uh, and we have these conversations. They're open. I think it's the best we can really do, or maybe it, it's at least a decent job. Uh, you know, who, who knows if, it, if it's good enough even, but like, unless you want to be completely paralyzed and do nothing, I mean, you know, it's, you have to choose a process and if it's reasonable, move forward with it. Yeah, that's for I sure. Think that's the value of community as well. Um, Cause not everybody knows everything. Um, and so bringing totally. people together can have that conversation is, is important. Yeah. Um, so as we're starting to wrap, I have one, I'm going to leave it as the, the final question. Cause I'm curious. That's something that is going to happen at the event. I'm on the website. But before launch. we, on, well, no, there, there is something that started with zero <laughs> and then there is gravity on it. I want to know about that. But before we go there, what, what is, I'm stealing Sean's question, by the way. Once in a while, we feed off each other. We have our own you know, signature questions here and there. What does success mean for you for this event? Like, you want to walk away and be like, damn it, it was really what I wanted. What, what that, what's that like? Man, so I, I, I'm a mathematician at heart, I would say. And like, we just have some really cool like math and, and science presentations there. If we, we get the right people in the room and those equations start flowing, it, it's going to be fun. And I'll walk away and think this is a success. Uh, on the other hand, clearly, I mean, we, we have a business and an ecosystem we're cultivating. I want to see that spark in, in the ecosystem. And this is totally intangible, for sure. It's intangible, but we're bringing people together. We're providing, uh, you know, it, a safe environment where equations can flow and technology demos can run. And I want to see this spark where other people beyond us just can take the mantle and run with it, just come together and things start happening. So yes, intangible, but we'll see the results probably afterwards rather than just nice reviews that people might be able to leave. If we actually see people building on technology or working with each other, grabbing pieces of it and running with it, uh, that to me is going to be a success. Excitement, right? Yeah, exactly. people get excited. How do you measure that? But that's it. Now, are you? So I'm going to pull on this. I know we're coming to the end, but I'm going to I'm going to do my one last question as well. <laughs> and then Marco's going to go back to the final because it sounds like you're actually building stuff at the oh, car. Yeah. And uh, I can envision uh, I've covered uh, Salesforce, Dreamforce events on occasion, and they have big developer areas where. It's just huge rooms of teams coming together and building on different parts of the of the Salesforce platform, and those are really cool. I mean, they have uh, hackathons and and competitions and and trainings and all kinds of stuff. So maybe just a quick word on how people are going to be developing or slinging. Uh, Slinging math around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, so we're not as cool as Salesforce yet. That's uh, point number one. Uh, hopefully we get there is point number two. Uh, but what we are delivering in the near future, what's on our test net now, is is a, an Ethereum virtual machine that we integrated into like a, a side chain. So a, a cryptographically provable side chain, one that runs with snarks for the, you know, the, the ZK uh, 
dorks out there. And this is our core technology. And we, we got the back end of it out there last December. And now we're, run, we're launching this like, you know, smart contract platform on it. So this is the focal point for you know, like us, at least, in our kind of product development efforts right now, are building smart contract applications using this EVM and then hopefully you know, releasing this EVM to the world for others to use. Um, so that, that's, that's a big focal point for us. And hopefully next year, and as, as things roll, we can get more hackathons and you know beyond just us doing curated demos. This year will be more of like the demo category versus the hackathon category, even though we will have like NFT drops and these other things that you have to do if you want to have a cool crypto event these days. All right. So that you just uh, passed me the ball for asking about <laughs> zero, zero gravity. Let's see, is it yeah. NFT line created for the event? What What's that? What's yeah, that? no. So it, it's a special NFT collection. We, we have a really... Uh, Really, it was a fun group of people who run our marketing team, and they put together this uh, zero gravity collection that we're we're giving out to people that uh, actually attend the event. So that should be your best incentive to come to the event. Never mind the math and equations and stuff like that. You can get your own, uh, you know, NFT and be part of that. Really, the, the you know initial uh, ZenCon, the ZenCon Zero, it only happens once ever. And you know, if you do come. Uh, for these events over the years, get your NFT now. Well, I'm thinking that people that are part of this industry, they'll be excited about some cool NFTs. I would be surprised if they were not. It's like, oh, come <laughs> on, what are you going to give me? Give me a real thing. It's the equivalent yeah. of the DEF CON badge. Give me a real, yeah, exactly. That's that's the badge <laughs> with all the circuit. You're, you're going to get a virtual one. That's right. All right, well, uh, Couple of minutes to to end uh, your call to action and what again for for the event, which will be September 11, 13, 2022 in Milano, Italy. Uh, two final words to invite people there. Yeah, I mean, free airdrop. I mean, that's probably the best reason. Just kidding, guys. But do check it out. Zencon.events is the uh, website for it if you want to check it out more. And, like if, if the event isn't your thing, and, and we will have live stream portions of it, so you can see any area that might be interesting to you, you can actually just chunk that part out and watch it. Uh, put it on our YouTube channel. But in general, if any of the things that we do sound cool to you, come check us out, horizon.io, horizonlabs.io, and it's Zen because Zen was the cryptocurrency that we first launched. So Horizon. <laughs> Very cool. We'll have these uh, links on the notes for the for the podcast, and uh, it was fun. I hope uh, we can interact again in the future, either in, uh, in Milan or New York or wherever it is, or virtually, you know, in the metaverse. We didn't talk about the metaverse, so maybe we'll leave that for. <laughs> We can have a whole conversation about the other for, side, Meta Guild, OMG. For, for another time, we'll we'll have actually a few panels on the metaverse. So maybe cool. maybe we'll invite you, and and cool. you can share your opinion on that. So cool. so far, this is it. Sean was another uh, event coverage. Either we're there yeah. or not. We, we hope in, in our virtual to... car we change the channel and had a different conversation. We, we change really gears in the, in the virtual. <laughs> gears. Rob, thank you so much. Rob, it was thank a pleasure. You guys. Pleasure. Appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed this episode of our on location conversation. If you learned something new and this podcast made you think, then share itspmagazine.com with your friends, family, and colleagues. 
If you represent a company and wish to associate your brand with our conversations, sponsor one or more of our podcast channels. We hope you will come back for more stories and follow us on our journey. You can always find us at the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society.